Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Buffalo Plus, your interactive look at the week in football. Brought to you by Connors and Ferris. No, I wasn't stirring up. Y'all need to stay off my Twitter. That's a little weird. <laughs> oh, one game closer. Let's go. Bills Mafia, what's up, baby? I'd like to think I'm not too much of a psychopath. Y'all know what hit it for, you know what I mean? Rose Rush driving, private jet flying. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Go, Bills. All right, welcome back to Buffalo Plus, presented by Connors and Ferris. It is a very special day on the podcast. We are doing our road game draft between Dan Fates and myself, Mike Catalana, joining us as well. Of course, I'm Jenna Cottrell. Uh, before we get started, please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy our content. Later on, we're also going to do a mailbag as well to get to some of the questions you all had heading into the season. Uh, it's really great questions, too. Honestly, a lot of range will be covered as well. Um, I do want to say before we get started, hand up. I should have. The contractor was in my house last episode. Should have muted the microphone. I didn't. That's on me. Um, that will be noted for next time. Hey, hey Jenna, you're the second worst microphone. Well, that we have. that's what I was just going to say. Chuck in the background is not the microphone. And by the way, just uh, a heads up here this is a different microphone. I sent my other one back. It has been replaced. And if we have issues today, uh, hand up, as Jenna says, it's totally on me. I don't know what interference I have, but, um, you know, we have some Atlanta Braves hand signals, cap signals. Uh, what do you say now, kid? Let us yeah. know. So if, you hear, if you hear static, Mike's mic has been cutting in and out for the last month. And we have yes. had to. Yes. Like, so we have been <laughs> stopping the pod and I have been cutting it out and we've been restarting different parts of the podcast. This is the behind the scenes yeah. because Mike's mic sounds staticky. So if you've heard any static, we are now trying not to cut the podcast. If you see the signal, the signal the you signal know, the signal mike that the that mike's is uh working on his microphone to improve it for the rest of this podcast yeah so, also yeah. chuck's not here today either so i think we're right. i think we're gonna be in a good spot all right, all right. let's jump into the podcast so um i've been okay. at you you're no longer the host oh that's right so... that's right i will now hand you over hand yes. up hand you over the hosting responsibilities you can now put it in your twitter bio Okay, so here's the way this would work. Um, we go to every road game. We go to every game, obviously. Uh, so I've been going to all the games. Dan or Jenna goes with me to the road games. We all go to the home games. So it becomes a question of who's coming to shoot and to work at the games. We split it up. 
it has worked really well, but the games have become very interesting. And if you look at this year's schedule, it's very interesting, the trips. We have London. We have L.A. again. We have a South Florida trip that is not in September. Like, there are some trips out there. And then the Northeast trips. They could have done us a little few favors, like ditch Washington and play at Dallas or the Giants. But the NFL didn't do that for us. Those are home games. Good for fans who are going to go to Orchard Park. But, you know, there is a couple of, uh, what would you say, dogs on the trip, I would say. Yeah. I mean, come on. At Washington, seriously. Worst stadium in the league. But somebody's going with me to Washington. So this is the way we're going to do it. Jenna, as the uh, more senior, (laughs) gets the first pick. Now, it's kind of. You know, Victor uh, Wembayama or Connor Bedard. It's kind of known what the number one pick is, but she's gotten that right. So let's begin the 2023 Bills Travel Draft. Jenna Cottrell is on the clock. Jenna, what is the first pick? I've, I've studied the board. I've studied the board. I've been up since three in the morning studying the board. Going through the simulations, uh, it's a shoe in I'm going London, abroad, Tottenham, Hotspur Stadium, the Bills against the Jags. I'm going to be British Jenna, I guess. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Dan, how you feeling about that? Yeah, it was also, uh, I will say we have had discussions behind the scenes um, on when this draft was going to happen. I will say, Jenna offered this to me she she wanted to give me the first pick and i said no 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 like i want you to go to london there was a little bit of back and forth baby number two as we talked about will be on will be here so my wife wasn't thrilled about the possibility of me being out of the country for a week as she's with a three-year-old and like a three-month-old so i was very happy that jenna got the first pick um not great food, though, Jenna. That's the only thing I think you got to be a little bit concerned about. So I have family there, so oh. they know the spots. Oh. We've already discussed. Oh, yeah. Might be a trip, maybe something. What family's over there? My cousin's cousin. Like, my cousin's, but we're all close. It doesn't yeah. make sense, but I have a large family, and everyone's close. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Well, almost everyone's close. <laughs> I have um, my daughter's friends who are uh, somewhat connected to British royalty live over there. I've never heard you say that. Yeah, well, you may meet them when we're on the trip. You talk all the time and you've never said that before. Yeah, uh, she went to that wedding in Malta. Whoa. You remember that? My daughter and her husband went? Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow. That looked beautiful. And it was wild. So... That may be part of the trip. Not relatives, but very close friends. The people that introduced my daughter and her husband. So there we go. All right. So that is the number one pick. No surprise. Uh, Connor Bedard, Victor Wembayama. Also known as London. Wembayama. 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 Yeah. I just feel like you're really. They call him Wemby, and he doesn't like it. So go with Wemby. All right. That's the number one pick, so it's off the board. Daniel Fates, you are on the board. Also, Jenna and I go into some of these picks differently. 
Um, Jenna's much more food and weather centric. I I do like to factor in the magnitude of the game, like the the bigger games. So yeah. I've been looking at this. Also, I get two picks here, correct? Why do you get two picks? Because you got London. You couldn't go to London. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I was Wait, getting two why picks. Why would you get two picks? A hundred percent. This was... Are you messing with me right now? No, I don't get why you would get two picks. You got I, London, I, I got two picks, and then we would go alternating. When Since when has that not been the case? When would it be the case? Why would it be Did the case? Did we do that last year? No. Oh, microphone. No, but this, <laughs> I swear, I didn't know we were having this discussion. This is what 100% was like, Whoa, you get the first pick, but I get the next two. I mean, Michael, I, I, I know you're... We, we have to go to a judge here? This is ridiculous. I we didn't think this... that was a thing. Why is that a thing? I mean, I get, get it. To I'm go going to London, London, but I also... You can't... Like, you can't go. That's besides the point. You still get to go. That doesn't factor in at all? No! It's, I get two picks. <laughs> what do you mean? A few moments later. All right. You, you get two picks. That no, that's fine. I don't want to. No, uh, no I, I didn't make that up out of thin air. We had this discussion of yeah, it's you get London, but you can. I get like, the first. Have you heard of this discussion? I'm just the host. <laughs> okay. I guess if we had the discussion, I don't remember it. Okay, go ahead. Make your picks. Make start your per first pick. It's the Jets week one. I want to go to New York. Uh -oh. I'm going to go the Monday night. I want the opener. I want the bright lights, the Rogers, everything. Wow. I want New York Jets week one um, season opener. I want the the atmosphere that is that game. Also, it's not going to New York when it's November, December. So I will yeah, take uh, I will take the Jets week one against Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Huge game. Yeah, that is a good game. That was one on my list for sure. All right, you go. Your second round pick. Okay. I mean, it's Miami. Good pick. It's Miami. Last game of the season in Miami. That could be for a lot. Okay. The food's good. We don't know if that game's going to be on Saturday, Sunday. Could also be yeah, it's a game that nobody's playing. It is in Miami. Yeah. I mean, since it's week 17, that one's a long way off. That okay. was number three on my board. Wow. I'm actually. I... Okay. Again, so can I guess number two? We haven't... You also want to do some places. It's weird that we have two divisional games pretty much go the top two picks outside of London. Like London doesn't count as a pick because it was just such the number one. But to me, I had that. I had the Jets game as number one and I had the, the Dolphins game at, at number three. Okay, so you go. Um, this is maybe one that Jenna may not have taken. Um, but I, 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 again, magnitude of everything. Uh, I will take Philly in week 12. Ooh. Wow, I did not want that game. I know there was a possibility you didn't want that game, but um, I think that would be a really – one of those measuring stick games going up against the NFC champs. I think, again, haven't I've never been to Philly. 
at all. Yeah. So like that'll be again Ever? someplace I've never been to. Uh, to see the link, uh, things like that. So I, I I'm excited about. Wow. I'm excited about that game. Also, good casino there, Mike. Just want you to know that. Wanna, this yeah. is where the draft gets weird. This is where the draft gets real I'm, weird. Uh, not, not for the sake of like making things overly dramatic, Michael. I was not expecting this. No, I'm, I don't know I'm, about you. The board has changed dramatically. The board has tremendously changed. Okay, so Dan, you have your Jets. Dan just took Philly. Yeah, he's got the Jets and Philly. He's got. Philly. He probably has the two, two of the most marquee games on the schedule. Obviously, he got the other big conference yeah. games, but yeah. 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 All right, All right this pick. I think this pick is going to surprise you, but I'm going. I'm going Chiefs. Going Kansas City. It's after the bye week. We'll have some time to rest and relax. Uh, I actually do like the barbecue, and I feel like it's going to be a big game. It's always a big game when they play them. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Chiefs. I didn't know if you would go. I didn't know if you'd go Kansas City or this other pick. I was, I honestly wanted you to take one of them, so it freed up me to just take whichever one I wanted. Yeah. Um, I think so I know where a, Dan's uh, going. Where am I going, Mike? You're going Cincy. I am going Cincy. Yeah, I figured it's better. Honestly, go. I don't want to go to Cincy. So Cincy will be emotional. Uh, it'll yeah. be, it'll be a return there, uh, which will be, I mean, Mike, you and I were there. We. We won yeah. in a, um, we're there for what, 72 hours covering that will be definitely yeah. be, but I also think full circle moment to come back, um, and see the game be played. And I, I know before, obviously the, the, the tragedy that happened and now it's a, it's a happy story. Um, that atmosphere was electric. Like that was one of the coolest pregame ceremonies that I had ever been a part of. Like the crowd was into it, lights, the whole nine yards, really cool. Um, another another marquee game that I think is going to be just an, an absolutely massive um test for the for the Bills. So I'm I'll take yeah. uh Cincinnati in week nine. I think it's a much better scenario than if they would have been there for a playoff game. And I know fans weren't happy obviously yeah. they lost the playoff game, but that would have been much too soon. I think it's still sort of jarring to go back in there but now we're talking about close to a year later so i think it's gonna be a great atmosphere all right jenny you're back on the clock how many games do we have left so we Three. still have new england washington the chargers that's it that's it okay Hold on. let me study my board again for real quick I'll take LA. Okay. I want to see Justin Herbert. I didn't love LA, but I will say, like when we went out there last year, but I think it'll be having our bearings now, Mike. I think it'll be better. Yeah, maybe it won't be 100 degrees. Yeah, it was so hot. So hot. Wow. Again, not expensive. Not at all expecting this. Jen okay. and I both went back and forth um, over that LA game. Weird game. Yes. Weird. Christmas Eve, Eve. Christmas Eve, Eve. 
Peacock game. Yeah. Which is just kind of a, a, a weird scenario, I think, for everybody. Um, I'm imagining that all of the Chargers on, are on IR at that point of the season, <laughs> so that'll be part of it. They will all be injured. Um, okay, so, what's, so we have – I'm actually really happy with this pick because – I think there's, I think it's just comical, like, like to get Washington. I think it'll just be funny to, to be at one of the worst stadiums in the league. I also think there's a, a pretty good casino around the area. <laughs> you make fun I of think, me for the food, but you are right up there with the casinos. Yeah. So I'll take Washington. <laughs> okay. Um, it is kind of funny because obviously we said baby number two on the way. My wife's on maternity leave for through November. So she was also the one that was like, hey, if you could schedule more games early on in the season, then later in the season, that works better. Oh. So it actually See, ended I up thought you wanted more games. Oh, I guess that makes sense. Right. Okay. She's on. Yeah. Jen, I think your mic's off. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Oh, I can't stand these mic problems. Can you hear me? It's, yeah, it's just, just your mic's here. not on. It's it's you're getting. Uh... This pod <laughs> may take four years to to edit. Oh, there we go. Now there you go. Fine. I don't know what happened there. Mike's rubbing off on all of us. Jeez. Is there what other game is there? That's it. Nope. Patriots you got New England. Jenna gets New England. I get. So New let England. me go through the. I'll go through the schedule here. The road games. Dan has the opening game Monday night. I am so shocked you took that. Real but quick, be, yeah. I immediately thought you would go Miami. Like I was really? like, do I? Do I? Oh, take I thought. Miami? Yeah, we thought Miami. At least I did. Yeah. Really? I yeah, thought Miami. I thought Miami too. Miami is a risk. You know what the Jets game is. Yeah. It's and the Jets is loaded game. Yeah. I think I got three out of the four biggest games on the schedule. They're at Cincy, at Philly, at the Jets. Just call me Big Game Dan. It is. It really is. Um, I mean, first of all, they do have some good games. Like I said, I would yeah. have liked to have seen us go to New York for the Giants and go yes. to Dallas. Um, I think the Philly, I mean, for me, obviously, it's going back home, the Philly game. But I would have taken the Eagles coming in to go to those other places. It would have been fun. Um, yeah. Washington is interesting. I mean, Washington's a cool city. You get to see other stuff. But yeah, the stadium's terrible. At least Daniel Snyder's not the owner anymore. So that's good. But London is unique. Uh, I think the stadium yeah. is the star of that game. I agree. And um, so, and the I think that I know we talk. I, I don't know if we've talked about it on one of the pods, but everybody freaking out about the fact that the the Jags are going to be there for two weeks, and everybody saying how the Jags have a, have this massive advantage because they won't have to travel and all this stuff. Um, I think the Bills have a massive advantage in that game. Just monumental advantage because those Jaguars players are going to be stuck overseas for coming on 13 days when they go to play the Bills or longer. Like, I think that for everybody that says, oh, they don't have to worry about the travel. Like, the Bills are going to travel in. I don't think they're going to go the whole week. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of what we're hearing is just the fact yeah. that they will um, – players are used to whether it's a cross flight you know cross country trip or a trip to london like flying in adjusting to the time change playing football going home those jaguars players are going to adjust to the time change play a football game and then have to stay in another country for a week they all want to go home like from what i've heard from uh, 
the, I just think it's going to be a miserable week for them. I think the Bills catch them at a great time. I think that Jaguars team is going to be sneaky good. I think yeah. they're going to have a good record because that division is going to be horrendous. Um, so I think that'll be the Bills catch them at a perfect time, honestly. I agree. I mean, I think when some people are like, well, they're going to stay in the nicest hotels, like all that. I hear that piece, but I also agree with you where I feel like we've all been to a nice hotel. And once you're there, you know, it, it is a work trip for them and they're going to want to get home. Like that's just kind of how it works. So I do think that will factor in more. I kind of get why the Jags wanted to do that because you're not yep. going to, you're not going to go back to back like that. Um, but yeah, I think that there is an opportunity for the bills over there. And honestly, like you talked about, Mike, I am so excited to see that stadium, just yeah. what that looks like and how that is going to be translated into Buffalo. Into Buffalo. Yeah. Um, the other thing I was thinking is how many good quarterbacks we're seeing on the road. Mm. I mean, I'm looking at this schedule. You've got, obviously, you got, you know, Tua and Herbert. I'm going from bottom up. Tua, Herbert, Mahomes, Hertz, Burrow, yeah. Mac Jones, all the greats. <laughs> uh, hey, Trevor, La Trevor Lawrence, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, when you look at that schedule, seriously, their road schedule and I'm not being a jerk saying this. The worst quarterback is obviously whoever's playing in Washington. Yeah, and then Paul. what? Mac Jones is the second yeah. lowest rated yeah. quarterback. And he might be certainly be decent this year, certainly with, you know, with a, an actual coach. Yeah. I mean, because otherwise, man, you know, you're talking about Rodgers, Lawrence, Burrow, Hurts, Mahomes, Herbert, and Tua on the road. Ooh. Also, I, easy told, I told you, Mike, I hate this Bill schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Easy like in, just in terms of how hard it is and just all the trap, like all where we're going, all that stuff. Yeah. Be good. How you feeling? I'm happy. I'm because shocked. Really? I'm well, you're shocked. still shocked from your CPR training. You're still shocked from. I, well, yeah, yeah. But like, I just, I was not expecting that. Like I, I, I. I got best friend in New York City. My best friends is there. He lives in Hoboken, so to be able to see him Monday night, I'm excited. Yeah. Mm. And um, and Miami's up in the air. When would I mean, you guys go to go to New York? Probably Saturday. The game's not till Monday. Yeah. yeah. No, I know. I just wasn't sure. All right. And part of me is like, shouldn't we all go? Now I got to talk to the boss about that. I know. So that changes I know. the picks. Then we got to do this whole draft over again. That's ridiculous. You can't. You I can't. Mean, I am you can't nullify my number one. You can't nullify my first round pick. I just find out his medicals. I just find out he's got bad medicals. Well, Dan, then you're coming to London with us too. <laughs> yeah. And Renee and the kids. If that's the case, I get Miami. That's it. I'm That's fair. Right that, that would be fair. That is fair, and I will. I will. Agree and we'll flip. Okay. okay. Wow. Some behind the scenes. I'm just I'm about to say I, this is like breaking news. This is like the Vikings didn't get up to the pick. It's like the next team just <laughs> ran up on the clock. Like this is unbelievable. I'm just I'm floating it out into the ether. Like I was know, the one that floated it out there game. too. I said, you know, if we do pregame shows. Buffalo yeah, the drivable game. I mean, I have a place to stay in New York. It's also my best friend's birthday that day, <laughs> uh, the, the on that Saturday. So that's why. You should, shouldn't have taken London. <laughs> 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 Could you 
imagine London falls to three? Like, what is going on? Well, I'm not gonna lie. I was like, Mike, like, like. I have to, like, I was like, I take London first or eight. And he's like, yeah, that's what you do. Because just because we've discussed it, obviously. Yeah, I mean, London is a, and and for anybody who doesn't know, we'll, well, obviously London is a longer trip. Yeah. It is a very different, it's the it's the one trip that stands out, so. Yeah. Yes. I will say, Mike, you know where we're going. And London. It's my favorite museum in the world. Oh. The yes. Winston Churchill, Churchill Museum, Museum is awesome. fantastic. If you're a Bills fan going to the game, I highly, it's fantastic the way yeah. they, they did everything is really really interesting yeah it's so cool yeah i've been i've been there twice i i look forward to going back yeah all right i feel like i need to decompress i gotta text some people let them know okay all right let's go to the mailbag great questions i know i said this earlier but like i'm always just impressed um all right let's start with the first one Andy writing in, do you think the Bills missed an opportunity to hire a DC from outside the organization? Bringing someone from outside brings a new perspective and also helps the players to refocus. The players have been listening to the same voices in the locker room for four years now, and sometimes change is good. P.S. Frazier's one year sabbatical is not real. He ain't coming back next year, which, yes, I would agree with that. I think we all would. Um, but, Mike, I'll start with you. Do you think the Bills did miss the opportunity to hire a defensive coordinator from not in the organization? I mean, I think you could say that they did if you really believe they wanted a change. Um, I think they wanted an adjustment to the way the game is called. I think Sean McDermott, no question, wanted more control. I think it gets to the point where there's a level of frustration. Uh, I believe they went to, I think Leslie Frazier could have remained as the defensive coordinator, but things would have changed. I think they wanted it to change. And we all love Leslie, and I hope for the best for him. The question's correct. He's not coming back. Yeah. But I think they like their style. I think they need to adjust it. And I think there's going to be some changes on the defense starting at middle linebacker. So McDermott wants this. So they weren't going to look outside the building. And if they were going to bring anybody in, it was going to be somebody calling from a very similar style of defense than they did with McDermott and Leslie. So no major changes. And I think McDermott has wanted this. Yeah, I, I think to the question, I, yes, new voices are, are good. And, and we talked about that before where continuity only goes to a certain point and then it turns stale. But this isn't a defense that has really sh struggled so it's whatever the voices are that are in the building are, and again, struggled in big moments at times. I, I get that. But still, since Sean McDermott has taken over, especially these last three to four years, they've been one of the top defenses in the league. So, so to sit there and say, like, don't throw out the baby with the bathwater, I guess, is, is, is kind of what I'm saying here, is that, like, the voices are, you know, good at getting the message across. In game planning, maybe specifically, they have struggled. But in the, the grand scheme, you kind of got to – take a, a step back and look at what this defense has done and, and to sit there and just be ready to throw everything that they've done and start over, I think is the wrong approach, especially with a team that is so close to being a Super Bowl, you know, a Super Bowl contender. I, I think that what they wanted to do was kind of keep the thing going with maybe a guy different calling the plays. And that's what I think Sean wanted to take over more of. I don't think Leslie wanted to give up any of that. And that's how we, had a late season split as we were right at the NFL combine. I feel like this is something that has been on McDermott's mind for years now. 
I, th I think it was, you know, you saw him in moments kind of take over the defense. And then when it was asked, you know, is this Leslie's defense or your defense? It's like, well, it's Leslie's, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where it was kind of, I mean, th these are obviously McDermott's roots. And I'm surprised only because him taking over the DC responsibilities adds that much more to his plate. And I feel like you don't have the ability to have that scapegoat if the defense were to go awry. Yeah. Um, but obviously that has been a stronger point of this team over the last four years. Um, so I, when I look at it, I just feel like you see the tea leaves now looking back that mm -hmm. McDermott wanted to have this type of control. And I, I hear that question from Andy, like to get a different perspective, all that stuff. Cause I think we, I, I personally was kind of surprised when I was like, Oh, it's McDermott taking over. Um, but at the same point, once you have time for it to kind of settle in, it's like, yeah, the, the, the defense hasn't been the issue with this team. You're right, Dan, in moments it has failed oh, them, yeah. but I, I think overall where the defense has been at, and I'm curious to see how much it now will change with McDermott and what that will look like. But, um, I think for the team, it, it makes sense to have McDermott now. I wasn't expecting it, but Mike, I feel like it does make sense in terms of building off of what they've already accomplished. Yeah. And I think Jen is right. Um, I think you will see McDermott put his stamp on it. I think there'll be some things that are just different. And I think there's a tendency when we hear McDermott is aggressive. I think the knee jerk reaction always is blitz. blitz. Like that's the only way to be aggressive on defense. There are many things a coach can do in terms of the type of coverage, the type of player, doing things like playing with one linebacker and maybe Taylor Rapp on the field, as we've talked about, more defensive backs. If there's a strength of this defense, they wanted it to be the D-line. Dan's talked about this a lot. It's really the amount of guys they have in the secondary. So get more of those guys on the field, honestly. So I think that's where we'll see from Hey, but we've also talked about this. He's added a level of pressure to himself. So yeah. go ahead and let's see what happens. And that's one thing I wanted to talk about just real quick. Just talk about, we, I know we talked about the extension. Mike, you talked about the pressure that's on Sean McDermott. Jenna, you said there's no scapegoat if things don't go wrong, especially defensively, especially in those big moments where they kind of have come up short, right? Mm -hmm. There's a massive difference between pressure and hot seat. Like, yeah. I don't think, I don't, honestly, I don't think there's a coach with more pressure on them this season than Sean McDermott. I guess I could say Robert Sala is another guy that has a ton of pressure, but Sean McDermott is not getting fired this season. Hence no. the extension and all these things. Now, Robert Sala is also in the hot seat, like to win and, and win now because of the Aaron Rodgers window. But like when I say, well, if somebody says, wow, Sean McDermott has a ton of pressure on him. It's like, well, he's not getting fired. It's like, I didn't say that. I said that there's a difference between pressure and hot seat. Sean McDermott has a ton of pressure because of the expectations and where this Bills team is and how close they've gotten. Yeah. And there is, thank you. There is a massive difference that Sean McDermott is not on the hot seat by any circumstance for the season. Now, Ken Dorsey is on the hot seat this season. That's the difference. Like Sean's not coaching for his job or to prove anything. Yeah. Uh, he just has a lot of pressure on him because of the expectations. I feel like it's gotta be like a spectrum or like a barometer like pressure and then if you go up it continue as the temperature continues to rise then it gets to hot seat that's my mike you're shaking your head you don't no i agree with you the only thing i will emphasize is what we say about in the nfl stands for not for long uh things can change yep. but i don't think this you know it's funny i think it was is it tom palacero was on dan patrick's show 
And right away, Dan Patrick went with this national Colin Cowherd narrative that McDermott's on the hot seat. And I know there's some fans who think that too. And he just went through the list of things that happened last year. And we've done it multiple times here. But when you hear somebody from the outside Mm -hmm. explain all those things in terms of, you know, they were playing well, Josh got hurt, Vaughn out for the season, then the DeMar Hamlin, all these things, and they still won that amount of games. Everybody's disappointed in the result. It's a big moment to then turn around and go, we're going to fire the head coach. I just, but again, you never know. I guess a season could go totally haywire yeah. and they feel differently, but I don't expect that with Sean. I don't expect that with the Bagulas. Correct. Yeah. And Mike, don't you always talk about, I, I always love it. It wasn't your quote, but you said the NFL is win or panic. And oh, so yeah. like, yeah, for, for right now, again, it's disappointing with the way the bill seasons has ended the last two years and, and totally understandable. But this thought that like Sean McDermott's coaching for his job, like no, but, but we just went through the schedule. We just talked about some of the teams they play, especially on the road and some quarterbacks, like pressure could mount into something into Jenny, your point. I agree that like it could mount into once the pressure cup runneth over, then it fills into the hot seat cup. Yeah, then, I feel like it's a thermometer. Like the yeah. higher up the pressure, the more you get closer to the uh, hot seat range. Yeah. All right, we'll go to the next question from Tina. My concern is have they done enough to improve the O-line? All the weapons in the world can't fix a bad O-line. Josh needs time, and that's been a lot of his bad decisions in the past years. Love all your context. Great show. Dan, gray hair makes you look distinguished. <laughs> I didn't need to hear that. <laughs> But thanks, Tina. Uh, I was going to say, Dan, I'll start with you then, though. Do you think the team has done enough to improve the O-line? No, but I think that they're working towards it. Um, I think a big difference will be what is, you know, Osiris Torrance, because we've talked about it. I would have loved him in the first round. They were able to get him in the second round. Uh, Connor McGovern seems like one of those guys that people think very highly of, but we really haven't seen it. And look, last year, there's no getting around it. Um, Roger Saffold. Pro Bowl, Roger Saffold, wasn't very good. And neither was Spencer Brown. So if those positions can improve, also I think Deion Dawkins would admit that he needs to play a little bit better as well. So some of those things need to improve. And if Spencer Brown, I don't know if you guys know this, but he had a back injury that Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott have reminded us with, along with Gabe Davis, who had an ankle injury. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that. But when they, if, if that was what it really was, and again, they didn't draft a tackle in this year. So they must have faith that Spencer Brown will return to more of his how he played as a rookie and so then those things so like you're kind of you're kind of putting some faith into a rookie at guard and Connor McGovern who hasn't really proven a ton as a starter in the NFL so you're, you're putting some faith in those and then obviously they have a bunch of veterans that hopefully it's funny everybody loves right Mike everybody loves depth until you have to use it it's like <laughs> oh these guys are all depth it's like yeah, I don't want to see them on the field. Like it, it's one of those things where like, they talk about wide yeah. receivers. Like, oh, Justin Shorter could have, you know could really make an impact if Justin Shorter is on the field for more than 15 plays this season offensively. The Bills are in big trouble. So I don't want to see any of these veteran linemen that they added because that means their offensive line is decimated. So yeah. that's where I'm at. Um, I would agree. I would say it is the type of thing where you would say they have addressed it. Have they fixed it? Maybe, right? I mean, you, yeah. if, if those guys play well, I mean, there's a lot of ifs. There's certain guys you know how they're going to play. I think you made a good point about Dion. I think it was tough for him. I don't think, 
you know, I don't think he played great. And but I also think the line was in a bit of flux last year. So, mm-hmm. but she made. Did you say it was Tina? I, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, and I think she's right on the money when it do, did impact Josh. He started to do things yeah. that you don't expect out of him, and he needs more confidence in his offensive line. That can come. Let's see. But I think that would make a massive difference for them. You know, he's healthy. The line's better. The confidence is there. And honestly, it also helps Dorsey because I don't care who yep. your OC is, man. If you're not blocking, yep. it, it makes everything a mess. But these things feed into each other. And I think she was right on the money with that. Yeah, I agree. I also like the addressed bit of what you said, Mike, because I think that's the perfect way to put it. They have addressed what they think they need to improve on. But you're right. They're really panning on or or banking on having some of these picks as well as some of these other guys really, you know, play well. And Spencer Brown is going to be fascinating to watch this season because I feel like they have given him all of the leeway in the world it has felt like. And if he continues to play the way we saw him play last year, at what point is it going to be, oh, oh, shit oh, we need to address this type of thing. So I, I'm yep. curious to see how that will all play out because if you want to talk about hot seat, I think externally the hot seat is on in terms of Spencer Brown and what he can do for this upcoming season. Okay. All right, let's go to the next question. Uh, this one is from Kyle. Would really like to know updates on the CB2 position throughout camp, please. Keep up the great work, Buffalo Plus. So let's talk on it. Let's touch about it. Just the cornerback two slot. I mean, Mike, what do you make of the the position battle that is that heading into camp? Yeah, I think there really is a battle there. Um, look, the hope is that Trey is the unquestioned guy again, which I think – when you start out, you say Trey's number one. We hope he's the old Trey White, which would be phenomenal. But he's he's the most experienced, most successful player there. So, flip around on, the mug, Mike. Oh, <laughs> on the ACL. <laughs> oh, not. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, in okay. terms of yes, in terms of um, the other side, I'll put it to you this way: I think there can be a a real competition uh the bernard and elam thing to me is kind of fascinating uh you know we benford. saw them in the spring or benford i was gonna say we benford we see them in the spring come on that's it's it's just sort of setting everybody up to see what you do in camp and then even in the preseason look what they did last year i mean who would have thought benford was going to start the first game and he did he earned it but I think Elam's got a shot. You know, Dane Jackson is in the mix there. You know, you some people pumping him up because he's been around. He knows the defense. Um, but I look at it that way and say, to me, it's wide open. If I'm predicting now, if you said to me, who do I think is going to start on the opposite side? I'd still say it's Benford on the yeah. opposite side. I think he proved it as a rookie and he'll be if he's healthy, which he has been. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see Elam step up. I want to, you know, they're going to need three corners, four corners, because obviously we we sometimes forget about Taron. He's their second best corner yeah. in that sense. But I don't know. Betting odds, Dan, I got I got uh, Benford as the the betting odd to be the number two guy. Just to jump in real quick, Dan, 
Like, I hear you say that, Mike, and I'm like, Bills fans want to hear, though, that it's Kair Elam. Yeah. He's that first-round pick. You want him to become that guy, all this stuff. So I hear you when you say Benford because I believe that as well, but it's like, man, that is tough to hear, Dan, when you think about what they invested in terms of draft capital. Mike, I would set it as, yeah, betting odds to who starts at, you know, CB2. Ela minus 125, Benford plus 150. Like, oh. I, I, I still think, oh. and, and again, this is from somebody who says, I thought that Benford in the grand scheme of the season played, <laughs> played better than Elam did. But at the end of the season, Elam was getting better. And he was Look. turning into that guy that they, they thought, and maybe it took a little bit more time, part of, Elam playing better was Benford with an oblique injury, a hand injury, a wrist injury, those kind of set back his season. But I, again, they traded up for Kyrie. I think they want him to be the guy. And for as much as the rookie seasons, they treat kids with kids, kid gloves, these, these, these high picks. I think they are going to want to see Kyrie kind of jump up and be that, that guy. So I still think they would like it to be Kair, but I have said before that I think Benford is one of the best 11 defenders at a time, and he needs to be on the field. They need to find ways to get him on the field, whether it's safety, slot, corner, whatever it is, because I just think his length, uh, versatility, speed, uh, intangibles, all those things, I, I, I love the guy. I think Benford is a star in the making. I really do. I think he can change his defense, but I think they want Kair to really be that guy. Oh, they want Kyrie to be that guy. Because what is Benford, a sixth-round draft pick? Yep. Yeah. Leave it at that. All right. Um, Christy asking, when you have so many players trying to earn a spot like middle linebacker, would they try out a player for a day, then give next day to another few days in a row for each to try it out? Have they ever had in the past a spot so wide open as this one? Who do you Hmm. think earns that spot? That's a... Fantastic question. And when we were talking to Bobby Babich, the linebackers coach, I tried to ask him in terms of, do you need to settle on a guy and, or would you be able to use guys in different ways? And for those that don't know, I mean, the middle linebacker, not only that player, but he's calling the defense. So, you know, Micah Hyde told us like, like we need a guy in there because we go as the middle linebacker goes in terms of getting them in the right spots. Um, So I think I don't know how much they'll do of that. I think there'll be moments they do that, but I think they're going to try to go into camp early on with a few guys getting mix of reps, but I think pretty quickly they will settle on a guy that they believe is going to be in that spot and give him the number one spot. And, you know, I think they think the rookie is the guy, Dan. I think they believe they can get him ready. And the fact that he's a rookie um, makes you go, okay. I mean, they did do that with Tremaine. He was a higher pick, but they just put him out there and work off of that. Um, Because they, while you'd want to try a bunch of other players, somebody needs to get those reps and get everybody on the same page to what they want to do week in and week out. So you think it's Dorian? Yeah. Wow. I think he's going to be the guy when we get to camp pretty quickly. There'll be a day, three days into camp, that it's like, 
he's taking the number one reps. So and he, then they see how he does. I was going to make the joke that it has to be the youngest guy, but I. <laughs> that is good. That is good, Jenna. Jenna, who but, had that question again? What was her name? Christy. Christy. Yeah. Christy, great question. Because I, I think of what I think we'll see is I think you'll see Bernard and Dorian alternating a lot early on in camp because you already know what you have in Dodson and Klein because yes. they have done it. So to like, when you talk about Micah Hyde being like, we need to see, you know, these guys need to, how do they command the huddle? So I don't know if it'll be alternating every single day, but I think early on in camp, you're going to see a lot of Dorian and you're going to see a lot of uh, Terrell Bernard being the middle linebackers to see, okay, what is it? What is it like when they run with the ones? What's it like when they're looking their guys in the face and calling the plays and making the audibles and, and, and changing plays of the line and coverages? So, because I think they already know that like, hey, if this doesn't work out, we, they may give each guy three, four days. And then they'll say, okay, it didn't work. Not not ready yet. And it's I think it's easy to pull the plug to go to, to Terrell or um, Tyrell and to go to an AJ Klein and to say, that's our guy because we know what he's done. They have filled in in spots they yeah. they are used to coming in in the middle of a game looking those guys in the face in the huddle and saying this is what we're doing i'm here we're good the end so that, that's that's where I, I i think it goes i think they're going to give the rookies the young guys um every chance to prove themselves and that if it doesn't meet you know mcdermott's standards and expectations i think it's an easy switch to go to a veteran jenna mm -hmm. i'm curious what you think because i was going to say I think it is a 90% chance that it's one of those two guys as the starter. I think it'd be a defeat for them to have either one, Dodson or Klein, start the season, unless there was injuries. I don't expect that to happen. I think either Bernard's going to win it or they really like – I mean, obviously they brought Williams in. First they were saying – you know, he's going to be on the outside. And then, yeah, he's going to work on the, on the inside. They feel that I think he can handle taking on the um, responsibilities. Now the question is, can yeah. you take on those responsibilities and play? And being yeah. drafted two guys, you know, second, but uh, one on the second day, one on the third day, if I'm right. Yeah. Um, but, and I heard a wise man predict that Terrell Bernard was going to be the starter in 2023. Whoa, what a callback. Right? Awesome. That would be awesome if I'm right. We were wow. walking from the far field towards the stadium field, and Dan made that prediction. And I was yeah. like, wow. And this is obviously before Tremaine had played the year and got the money and all <laughs> that, that stuff. Unbelievable. That and, is yeah. So, Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> the hottest of hot takes. I will say I in terms of the two younger guys like I could see it being Bernard more because he's just had more time in the system like it makes sense that he would be more comfortable you're right like you can call the plays and you might be confident in that how do you show up on the field but I think being able to be more confident and comfortable in the plays also equates to having that more of an instinctual feel yeah. feel, feel on the field as opposed to kind of trying to process and react but I'll go with Dan it, here, here's here's mine for you Mike 50% Dodson, 30% Bernard, 20% Williams. Interesting. I think it's I think it's Dodson's job to lose. 
again, this isn't an offense. This isn't a defense that is being revamped. Um, that's this is part of why I wanted a bridge middle linebacker. I wanted a veteran to come in that that could get ready. I don't think they're ready to necessarily hand it over. When they gave the defense to Tremaine Edmonds, he was young. I don't know if you knew this, but he was really young, and they they were trying to figure out what they were defensively. Like they know who they are defensively, and. Dodson has been a part of that and of who they have been in times and has played pretty well. So I think he's going to get the first crack at it. I think it's going to be his job to lose. And I think one of the rookies will be ready to take it from him um, in camp. But I, I, I just think, and listen, I would love to be right. Love to be right and have it be Terrell Bernard. Like that would be on, that was the hottest of hot takes. Yeah. Like that was, that was inferno take, like just unbelievable. <clears throat> From the clouds, that would no, be great. from the hip. <laughs> like, that was shooting off the hip. <laughs> but Dan, you only said it because you totally believed it. You would never just do a hot take, never. throw it. Yeah, nope. could be right though. Ooh, be phenomenal. If that pans out, you guys will never hear the end I of it. Say, you you're gonna be so insufferable. Just but how about Dan, like hedging his bet? You know, going with Dodson now. <laughs> I mean, come on. Just lean into it. Dan, you were made for, for TV and sports radio, I swear. <laughs> you really you really were. All right. Final question from Sean. Who is this year's biggest breakout candidates? Dan, who comes to mind? Biggest breakout? Um, or Mike, whoever is ready to go. Yeah, Mike, you go first because I'm not sure I got one right now. Good, because I'm going to light a fire here. No, don't do it. Oh, don't do my. it. Gabriel Davis. <laughs> Burn it to the ground. Wow. Contract year. He's healthy. Yeah. I don't know if Dan had mentioned that he had some ankle issues. Uh, and he's sitting there watching everything going on, seeing them bring other guys in, all this kind of stuff. Gabriel Davis. Interesting. Dan, the floor is yours. Dawson Knox. To, oh. to get back on. Wait, is he not breakout enough for you, Michael? That eye roll. I, I felt it all the way over here in Arondequite. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Dawson's going to be Dawson. I think Dawson's been pretty consistent as a really good player. Um, and I think that's what he's going to be again. He's still going to be really good, but wow! Hey, you're entitled to your opinion, even when the ones that are wrong—that's fine. I thought about taking a running back, but then I would just have to. <laughs> oh my gosh! Go play in traffic, Jenna. Who you got? If I thought that I'm was going like... to go, Kyrie Elam. Okay. Probably pretty surprising, or maybe the CB two. <laughs> we'll put it that way. But I feel like having a year both in the system the intangibles that were mentioned. Um, I feel like Kair Elam really got a lot better, especially at the end of the year and can build off of that going into this off season um, and into this upcoming year. I just feel like the things were getting easier for him to recognize, you know, what game was it? The Miami game? He had the interception. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think just like plays like that, having more like marquee plays like that and just building his confidence up as well. Cause I think it's, it's been kind of touch and go considering it's been kind of him and Benford. And I feel like I could see him if he has and takes over that role, I, I could really feel that 
he could take that next big step. Yeah. And the guy, if I was going to say somebody on defense and they would love to see this happen would be Greg Rousseau. Yeah. 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 You know, especially Even early in the year. Before, gasoline. Yeah, before Vaughn is back. Now. Yeah. So what about AJ Epinesa? Best shape of his life. Sorry. That was mean. That was mean. I was being mean. Um Gabe mean Davis. I love it. Gabe Davis. I, I actually could it. see that though, Mike. I really I could. would love it. I would love it. Is Mike's typing something? This is bad. Is no, not crazy? typing anything. Just making okay. sure. It just we we've got this on the record. <laughs> Put down the date, the time. All right. Uh, anything else before? Well, we- I keep showing these. I'm just letting people know this is awesome. This is so good. It came in the mail the other day. Show that Dan is wrong. The being hit by the camera. I just. I'm sorry, Dan. I love that. Oh, I got hit by the football. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I think that was a Peterman pass. Of course it was. This is the pictures are just so Dan. It's so good. It's so. I good. wanna I wanna make a mug of me being tackled. I gotta figure out how to do that. I think that would be. My parents would definitely. So let people know Buffalo Plus Store. Buffaloplusstore.com. I have a bunch of uh, new merch up. Koozies, love the koozies. Um, some new shirts. Some obviously some new mugs. Also a pint glass, which I think is pretty cool. Your hat, the hat you're wearing. We can get a hat. hat. Yeah. Um, winter hats as well. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. Let me see. There was one thing that was also just added that I really liked. Tumblers. The tumblers are cool. Oh, if you have a baby, or a baby bib. Um, yes, I am bringing them to my granddaughters later this month. Yeah, love that. Yeah, the tumblers cool, and then. I just, I do love the Dan is right, Dan is wrong. And then there's a great shirt called that says throw the damn ball that I just think in essence is everything that Dan faces. And how about let James cook where other people are trying to steal our t-shirt? Oh, it's, yeah. We are such designers of the game that people are, are there, there is now black market <laughs> Buffalo Plus merch. That it is really has started. the Buffalo Plus logo yep. on their shirts. Yeah. Um, uh, I will say if anyone has a shirt idea or, or merch idea, yeah. like, we make it. So let us know and we can try to put something together if there's a bunch of interest. But buffaloplusstore.com, where to check out for your Buffalo Plus gear. All right, for Michael and Dan, I'm Jenna. Good draft, Dan. Well Gentlemen done. Gentlemen shake, as I say. Please be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, Comment your thoughts on the draft as well as um, what you think of what we had to say in terms of those questions that we answered. And thanks for joining us. I hope everyone has a fantastic, a lot of vacations coming up. (laughs) Myself included. Um, Vacation Jenna. Vacation Jenna. Hey, I will wear that badge with honor, truly. Bless you. All right, um, we'll catch you next time here on Buffalo Plus. Thanks for joining us. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.